Um, another one that was in contention that may shock you, Zach, because I don't think you know how much of a fan I am of this series, but Future Diary is one that was in contention. Fucking really? I love Future Diary. That that was one of the shows that John gave me. Me and him, me and him, we had an agreement that I'd watch a couple shows and he'd watch a show of mine. Uh, that and was of course one. he gave you Future Diary. Did he also give you Mysterious Girlfriend X? Unfortunately, yeah, there it is. <laughs> fucking fortunately, fuck you, John. I fucking hated Mysterious Girlfriend X, but Future Diary was great. I loved Future Diary. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Animan Plus. This is episode 13. I'm your host, Alex Light. We do have Josh back here on the show after a two-week hiatus. Josh, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm good. Having a good time so far? Do you enjoy your two-week break besides, you know, maybe the first week? <laughs> Which, for the record, Josh, I don't know if you listen to the shows. I have not said why you missed. I just poked phone fun at it. Where we it's just like, noted that we found it funny, so. Yeah, just because you caught me off guard I mean, with it. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It is what it is. Yeah. I was really concerned about it. I mean, that's fair. I, I would have been too. It's just like, of, it's like I told you, man, of all the things that you could have told me for why you needed to miss, that was not one that I was uh, I was expecting, but I fucking respect it. I respect it, man. I respect why you had to miss. I, I, mean, I would have wanted to miss it too. I didn't want to have to like, be on the, like on here with you guys and be like, oh, hey guys, I'm going to have to dip out for like, <laughs> I don't know how long. Yeah, yeah. Specified my time. Yeah, no, no. I hear you. I appreciate you for that. That's great. I mean, Nick did it to us on the game awards. That's true. That little bitch <laughs> <laughs> forgot to take off. He's reminded himself for two months with the plugs that. Oh yeah, we got the game awards on this day. It's on this day, and he, <laughs> the dude, forgets to take off for the game awards. But uh, he probably didn't forget. No, like I had to. I reminded him a week before. And he put. He told me he forgot after I reminded him, and he didn't put it in until like the day the schedule came out. So he got denied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that little that little bitch. But anyway, as you've already heard his voice, I got Zach here in the studio. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. We're here to have a good time with this episode. For this episode, we are going to be talking about our top five favorite arcs and you know slash stories, whatever, however you want to refer to it, uh, in anime, manga, webtoon, anything of the sort that we've ever watched or read. Uh, really excited for this. I, it, man, making my top five list was hard. Uh, so just a quick reminder of this uh, when it comes to these top five favorite arcs before we jump into it at the end of the episode here. Um, we're going to be very respectful of spoilers, so if it's something that's going to be animated, you know, we're not going to really talk about it too much if it's in our top five, uh, just out of respect for that. Um, if it's been out for a while and, you know, I feel like it's a free game to talk about, you know, whether if it's animated or just manga, but if it's been out for a while, I, I feel like it's fucking free game at this point. Just to kind of, you know, talk about uh, whatever extent we want, we're going to each talk about our arcs to, you know, X amount of minutes, whatever. Uh, the manga chapters uh, for this week are going to be, they're, they're going to be speed rounds. We're literally just going to run through them, give our ratings and move on to the arcs, you know, so that way we can have proper time to really talk about uh, these arcs. Uh, up first will be Josh, then Zach, then myself. Really excited to talk about this. I will be giving myself some honorable mentions. I don't know if these guys are, but I am going to give a couple shout outs of some series that were in some strong contention for me. Uh, but kicking things off first, you know, let me shout out some plugs here. Uh, Lighthearted. 
you know uh, we just had the lighthearted game awards that was pretty fun uh, my gaming movie tv podcast we got a lot to talk about here coming up on lighthearted episode 33 so make sure to check that out uh, since we did take a, a week off for a little break uh, make sure to check us out on our social platforms i'd greatly appreciate a follow as well if you want to support us further the patreon's a great way to do so thank you jared our tier four patron and most importantly happy holidays to everyone it is that time of the year hopefully everyone's having a wonderful holiday season you know considering the circumstances that the world faces so everyone stay safe out there and have a wonderful holiday season with your family and friends um let's kick off with some news new just one single thing because i really turned a blind eye to news this week uh so we could have more time in the podcast here to talk about the arcs i I picked out really one thing that i thought was really notable to talk about and i've got a couple things in mind that i'll give a quick shout out to but i'd say the most notable thing that came out this week for news is uh netflix is at it again you know we already know about uh one piece on the way you know they've done death note the movie whatever they've done the full metal movie but now they've got a live action yu yu haka show series on the way Hearing this, what what are you guys' first thoughts? You know, Josh, you're a massive One Piece fan, so just automatically hearing the news about Netflix and One Piece, you know, you're auto- automatically kind of skeptical. Josh, you and I, we've talked about, you know, the um, uh, the writer of the series and stuff like that here on this show before. But um, what are you, what are you guys' thoughts immediately hearing that Netflix is now tackling Yu Hakusho, which is considered one of the best fighting animes of all time? Fucking nope. <laughs> just yeah, a big no. Nope. I don't like the idea of live action, like anime. I, I'm still not on board for the One Piece one, so um, I'm kind of nah. No, I I feel you. Uh, you know, anime man, it, it's got such a horrible track record for live action. And Josh, what was your comment um, involving this in Discord? It's like why why must everything good get a live act live adaptation? Was it something like that? Was your comment? I don't remember what my comment was. I think I think it, it was something along those lines, and I I really feel like you know that you know the reason why you know so many different people are trying to do live action stuff these days because they see the success of let's say like the MCU and you know the some success of uh, the DC EU and just the money that can be brought in from comics becoming live action, and they're trying to take a slice of that bread with anime, and it's just completely flopped at every turn, minus the few that are over in Japan, like the Death Note and Ronio Kenshin movies. Those are, you know, very, you know, top tier over in Japan. Uh, but everything that's popped up over here has just been fucking hot garbage. Well, here's my thing about it, because... All these live actions that are being done in the West, it's sort of hard to get behind them because this is all Eastern content and things and just how anime is done is very different versus um, like comic books and superheroes and whatnot. And it's sort of like a different thing. And I mean, they want to try and do the, well, sometimes they want to try and do the source material justice, but they I feel like at the same time, they don't know the material as well as like a director from over there might be, or be able to get a hold of stuff, mm-hmm. and it suffers because of that. That's fair. That that's actually a really, you know, great way to you know to answer it. Honestly, that that's a honestly a great opinion. I I agree to it. You know, it, it's one you know it's one of those things. Like, are we ever going to actually have anything good for live action over here in the West in terms of anime? That's something else to to think about. I mean, we got Dragon next. Ball Evolution. I mean, you're right. That's about. that is one of the greatest movies to ever come out, in my opinion. I mean, that's just yeah. yeah it's on par with Sonic the Hedgehog. Hey, whoa, 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 hey, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. Your Sonic the Hedgehog is actually really good. It's Yo, good hang on now. This Sonic the Hedgehog 
is the 2020 superhero movie of the year. Thank you very much. I wasn't saying anything bad. No, about no, it. I'm, I'm saying this like, to Zach. I'm saying this to Zach. So, Zach, I mean, you need to watch it, your tone. It's pretty hard not to get number one when there was nothing else. And hey, so you didn't put hey, anything out this hey, year, man. Hey, hey, Sonic's a good movie. Yeah. You piss off. Okay, sure. Speaking of Sonic, I want to say I actually saw as well uh, that Netflix is doing a Sonic animated series. Yeah, I think we mentioned that a week or two ago. Yeah, so be curious to see how that yeah. pans out as well. Let them do it. But uh, yeah, as far as like Netflix doing live action adaptations, I mean, their Death Note wasn't very good. No. And I never watched the Full Metal one. I haven't, or the I haven't one. watched it either. I heard it was garbage, though. So, I mean, it just, I, it kind of boils down to, like, it's not just, like, the directors or people like that not knowing the source material and don't know how to work with it. It's just to try to sell it to Western audiences, they, like, bastardize it so much where it's something that's not even close to what it should be. Because it has to be changed so much, like Full Metal to, Death Note. <laughs> yeah, to fit like like what they think Western audiences would want to watch. Yeah, and, and that's that's what ahead. happens with like and to me, it's kind of like it's a Netflix problem. I can agree because Netflix isn't like widely distributing them; they're putting them on their streaming platform. Whereas, like something like the Marvel Universe. Disney has a shit ton of money they can pour into it. And something like Guardians of the Galaxy that really shouldn't have worked, worked because like they could pour a shit ton of money into it and like at least give it a shot and let people try. Whereas Netflix is like, all right, if we're going to pour a shit ton of money into this, like it's got to be something we know they want. So let's try to make it more friendly. Right. Well, you think with all these flops, they might change their direction yeah yeah i was i was just thinking that you know just a second ago i was like you know they've had flop after flop in this stuff so you think they changed the the direction of how they're handling it but and you know the thing is they might be changing the direction you know josh and i we've we've talked about the live action one piece uh and how much oda is involved like oda is involved every single fucking step of the way literally anything they do with it has to be run by him and his team first Odo got off the stone and went oh hell no (laughs) yeah exactly but now that also brings me a question for how they're going to handle Yu Yu Hakusho like I understand it's been you know done for a very long time but I mean this series is fucking legendary you know within you know anime manga community like this is still to this day considered one of the best fighters in history so it, it, it scares me a little bit. You know, you know it, it really does. I mean, just we'll get a bunch of wrestlers as the cast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll get to see soon enough because they're a, I believe their live action Cowboy Bebop is finally going into production right now. And uh, it does not look that great. So we'll see how they tackle that before they even start thinking about Yu Yu Hakusho. Do you want to know a fun fact, Josh? I didn't even know there was going to be a live-action Cowboy Bebop until you just said that. Oh, I actually heard I, about the Bebop. I didn't know. I guess my, I'm... Thought, my thought process, Bebop should be one of the easier ones because fucking you just put a fucking um, noir spin on it. True. Yeah, I, I believe uh, I believe it's got Harold from Harold and Kumar as Spike Beagle. What? So, yeah. Are you trolling? Not trolling. Okay. Being, being serious. Um. And it's, it's like... How'd Spike go from white cowboy to Muslim? He's not Muslim. No, Kumar is the uh, the Muslim one. Oh. Harold is the Asian one. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, he's not Muslim, but yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't even know they were doing a Cowboy Bebop live action. I, 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 I'm not actually a Cowboy yeah, they, Bebop fan, honestly. That's probably why yeah, I we missed the news somehow. Yeah. Literally like 20 minutes ago. Well, yeah, I know, no, but I now mean, I'm saying just, it for the sake of the show. Oh, yeah, they just finished announcing the cast. It does not look stellar, so. I'll have to look into this. I'm curious now. I agree with you, Zach. I feel like that'd be one that would probably be easier to do. And, you know, like I'm not a big Cowboy Bebop fan, but is that accurate? Like, is that I feel like that'd be one that'd be easier to do for a live action, wouldn't it? I mean, because it's not as heavy out there just with the ridiculousness that is anime. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's basically like a space story. Yeah, it's a space uh, drama. It's like a much. space western, more. Yeah, it's a more space or less, western yeah. drama. So you can make it throw do a noir or almost western spin on it, hmm. and that get like a good. You wouldn't even have yeah. And get a good blues team on the soundtrack, and you'd be set. Hmm. I guess we'll see. I guess, but, like Josh said, I guess we'll see how they do with that. <laughs> but like I said, looking at the cast list, I have very little hope that this Cowboy Bebop live action series is going to do good. I'm so. going to take your word for it. And I'm going to look into it because, uh, like I said, I didn't know about this. So I'm kind of curious of the cast myself now. So I'll look into this, uh, and Josh, I'll shoot you a text sometime, and we'll, we'll shoot the shit about it because I'm kind of curious now. All right. Uh, hopping over from there, just a couple little tidbits that I just want to throw in. So we do, like we've said before, we do have the Jump Festa that's, uh, I think, going on right now or about to start one of the two. Uh, and this is, a, this is a pretty big event because this is where a lot of, uh, you know, one-shots get a chance to showcase themselves and p- to possibly set up with what we're going to get into 2021 uh, for Shonen Jump. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what's going to come out of it. Uh, one thing that I thought was kind of cool, though, is that um, there is going to be a special panel for four series, and they're calling it like the, I think the, I think the panel was called the New Heroes panel or something along those lines, and it will feature the creators from Mashal, Undead Unluck, um Core family and what was the fourth one um drawing a blank on the fourth one ayakashi triangle yes 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 it was uh so i thought that was pretty cool you know giving them some showcase um you know because I've, I've enjoyed mashal have not checked out undone unlocked but i think it's gonna be one of the next ones that i check out uh, i'm currently you'll be proud of me zach I, I, i'm currently reading weak hero little by little because most of my time is spent right now with cyberpunk but i am reading weak hero right now um, but I think Undead and Luck is going to be one of the next things to check out. But either way, I thought that was kind of cool uh, to get that shout out uh, for all these up and comers. It's crazy at time that we're in right now with Weekly Shonen Jump, where I think it's like uh, Yozakor Family is like the sixth oldest series in the magazine right now. Which it's just kind of weird to me <laughs> the times that we're in. Man, they, they are fucking axe happy. And they're about to probably be axe happy here in the next couple months, you know, with uh, me and Robico, hard boiled cop and a dolphin. Uh, Magu Chan and hopefully Mori King. At this point, Mori King is just going to go on until it's done. I was about to say, it seems like Mori <laughs> King's pretty solid right now. Which is so disappointing to me. That's I did not I did not personally care for it, but I understand people that would. Um, I'm still I'm still kind of butt hurt because of you know Bone Collection and Time Paradox Ghost Rider. I'm still kind of butt hurt about that, but it's okay because now we have Phantom Seer and then we have Kaiju Number Eight, so it's all it's all good. It's all good. Um. So that was actually now that I think about it, that was the only little bit of news I want to throw in there. The jump fest stuff. I'm 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 pretty pumped to see what's going to come out of it because you know we're gonna that's going to set up with what we're going to get next year. So let's talk about our anime real quick. Uh, hey, wait did did you guys talk last week about Sony buying? Yes, yes. yeah. Actually, since okay. uh, you're here, do you want to share some thoughts on that? Oh no, not at all. You okay. were just telling me about it the other day, so I just you guys already talked about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We talked about it last week. 
Uh, you All know, right. one thing that me and Zach were talking about that we would expect is like you know, uh, like a like is like a combination like bundle where you pay the subscription, you know, X subscription, you get Funimation and Crunchyroll. Funnel roll. Funnel roll. Yeah, that's what that's what he trademark. Call- that's what that's what he called it last week was Funnel roll. Uh, so we, yeah, we expect yeah. some sort of bundle at some point because obviously this is different from the partnership that we had years ago. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, what comes out of this. You know, one thing that's going to be really interesting to see what comes out of this is, is I didn't, we didn't even talk about this last week and I think about it, is is there going to be any sort of changes with the Crunchyroll originals? Um, that's something we didn't even talk about last week. Like what, what's going to happen with like the Webtoon animes, for example, you know, for season twos for that are probably coming out next year. So I don't know. I don't see how it would affect it, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, with Crunchyroll being under their brand, you know, it I depends on how much Sony wants to be directly involved. That's yeah, and that's that's ultimately what's going to come down to that. We'll just have to wait and see. Didn't even think about that last week, so be kind of interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, so let's talk about some anime real quick. Um, we'll start off with uh, Jujutsu Kaisen episode eleven. Um, Josh, you said you have not had a chance to check this one out yet, or you have? No, to? I haven't. Okay, okay. I haven't watched it yet but i mean i read the yeah, manga yeah, so. the one where itadori it, interacts with the high school kid who's been talking to mojito and his mother. oh yeah yeah it sets, and it sets up for what's going to go down at the school yeah that's where it sets up at uh, yeah. I gotta say, at the beginning with Nanami and Mahito, like, dude, it was so beautifully animated. It wasn't long, obviously. It was like what two minutes, barely that. Uh, it was super short at the beginning of the episode of his overtime, but goddamn, did it look fucking beautiful for those two minutes? <laughs> goddamn, it looked gorgeous. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, it was just a, a setup episode with uh, our our protag and the high school kid, so we're setting up for what's gonna come in the school. So it was a good episode. Fucking rip parents in this series, man. Man, I'm saying. Fucking, I'm saying. Um, what'd you think of uh, Noblesse, episode 11? Backstory. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, back, it, it, it was good, and just watching the... Fully seeing the Lord now more than just her talking to people, but actually seeing her backstory and why, she, slightly why she is how she is. Yeah, slightly why. See, a lot of people are going to watch this and just think that she's fucking butthurt that her dad asked Rye that, but then there's the other part of the story that you and I know for why her dad asked Rye that question. So, you know, I, I like we were just talking about earlier, um, I'm very curious to see how episode 12 is going to play out because I personally think it's going to end with the, the previous Lord's, you know, his speech because of the, uh, the the soul weapon that we found in this episode. That's personally where I think this, this season is going to end. I don't know. I, f- I feel like it, that's a, I've said this all season. I feel like it's a lot of content for the episode. But, I mean, hey, they pulled it off. They got a high school, I guess. So, you know, slamming a lot of content into 12 episodes. So I guess we'll see. But uh, that's personally how I think the, uh, the season's going to end is Rye and uh, uh, I think her name's uh, Rascaria. Um, their confrontation, and then the previous Lord, you know, giving his little speech through his soul, whatever, soul vision, whatever you want to call it. I don't remember what it was called, but that's where I think it's going to end. Do you agree or disagree to that? What do you I think? I think the Knights of Rizel are going to raid the castle, conquer everybody, and claim the throne. <laughs> RK4, baby. <laughs> <laughs> RK4, let's go. Hey, we also did get the, uh, the little quick shot in the episode after the credits of Sierra busting out of jail too. 
So that was pretty cool to see. You know, I, I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for next Wednesday. I'm ready for it. Uh, what about Yasha Hime episode eleven? I mean, I actually slightly enjoyed this one compared to the previous episodes we had. Just more character building and just actually slightly interesting story for a one-off. Uh, and this is the pond episode. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I feel you on an interesting story for a one-off, but you know, I won't lie. I will not lie. I did skim a lot through this episode. Just keep hitting that 10 seconds forward. You know, I'd stop, watch for a few seconds, kind of get the gist of what was going on, and just keep on skipping. It's just like, man, we're in that middle part of the season. Like I've said it already before. It's just it's, it's just boring to me. Although, the, you know, this episode did bring a couple of really good things about it uh, with, you know, like a little bit more character development for Setsuna, uh, you know, showing some more emotion, uh, memories kind of starting to kind of come back into play. So we did get that kind of... Uh, Little backstory going for it, so we got yeah, we got plus something. Plus ten to dodging lap pillows. True, true. You know, shout, and also shout out to the last episode with the, the fucking the the fire thing. Shout out to that. How it's like okay, now it works. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought the brothers episode was actually kind of entertaining though. It was all right. I still skimmed through it, like I said, but I thought it was all right. Pond was it was okay. You know, I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for this season to kind of kind of pick up with with the good shit again. You know how we started. We started with good shit. Now we're in like, eh, it's not bad. Eh, it's okay. I'm ready to get back to the good shit. Probably coming up pretty soon. We'll never get back. Man, <laughs> if it's gonna be like this for the rest of the season, that's gonna be <laughs> fucking. It's just gonna be one off until season two. Oh no, bro, that's hey, gonna be tough. Remember when Naruto was like 120 episodes of filler? Yeah. Yep, Pepperidge Farm remembers. And then we got <laughs> three episodes right at the end of the series of uh, Sand Village. Are you? Are you uh, I'm talking about like the original. The original, Naruto, okay, yeah, not yeah. Shippuden. Okay, yeah, 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 because that was that was right before he uh, he went off with Jiraiya, right? Correct. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I also remember in the um, that those filler episodes of Naruto, there was. Like another hidden village that they came across yes. that's completely filler. Like the hit the village yep. hidden in the stars, whatever. Yep. And they had their own ver their own kage. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Don't don't didn't don't remember much about it, but I remember it was a thing. <laughs> I've watched it. It's in there somewhere. It's in your memory somewhere. <laughs> you have to dig it up. <laughs> hey, there's a couple. There's a, there's a few bits of filler here and there uh, of Naruto. It's actually not bad. I honestly. What the fuck, Naruto, did you watch? I, well, I was about to say, okay, so fuck you, first off. <laughs> second off, uh, one little bit of filler that I remember that I actually really enjoyed was the power episodes. Do you remember those in Shippuden? Oh, in Shippuden? Yep. Um. The power episodes was like a six-episode part that I think was like I don't remember what the I don't remember what the number was I don't remember if it was like an episode number or a year number but it was some sort of anniversary special for Naruto kind of like they just had recently in Boruto with the boyhood arc oh I think yeah I it was the power that, yeah. episodes were were anniversary set of episodes uh, for uh, some year mark for Naruto being a thing and those are actually pretty good episodes um, you know we had some uh, post war in Shippuden, we had episodes that were animated from the light novels. Those mm-hmm. were really good. Um, and then there was just a few little here here and there in between. Yeah. I mean, there was the Kakashi face reveal episode. That was that was filler. Part of Shippuden, that was all right. What uh, about uh, that guy, guy and Fat Lee uh, trying to fill the secrets from the hidden, hidden Leaf? 
Is that good? I'm trying to remember that one. I'm trying to remember that one too. Here we are talking about fucking filler. Trying to remember filler when everyone knows you watch filler just to forget it. (laughs) Basically. I'm going to be honest. With this uh this arc thing, I looked into like horrible, horrible Naruto arcs and episodes. Because I was gonna <laughs> meme. So I, I found that one a lot of, apparently a lot of people hate the episode with the uh the imposter uh guy and Lee that worked at that tried to steal the secrets of the hidden leaf village. Oh, I and do also, vaguely remember that one. I was still drawing a blank. God, yeah, no, that was pretty bad. I probably skipped that one. Yeah. Also, a lot of people hated the United Mom Force, where all the moms in the village fought the Sumo's off. I I've never watched that, but I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. that one. Hey, some other filler arcs in Naruto Shippuden that were actually not bad is uh, we had a three tail arc. That, yeah, that, I remember that, that. That one was not bad. Uh, and then there was also the arc for the six tail, where you actually get to see the Jinshuri yeah. for the six tail actually get captured instead of just in the manga. It's just like, oh, okay, he's captured. So that was kind of entertaining to see. There, there's some decent fillers. I think in the Six Tail arc, was that the arc where I think it showed Itachi's original partner? I don't remember, but I know we had. I know there was an arc of Itachi when he first joined. Um, not his original partner. His original partner was Rochimaru, wasn't it? Yeah, his original partner was Rochimaru, and then then he had another partner before. Uh, um, it's me. Thank you, Josh. Yes. All right, let's get off the Naruto train. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Just talking about filler, my bad. Um, yeah, Dragon Quest, episode 11, something I'm not watching. <laughs> One day, you keep saying, but I still don't believe you. I don't think he's ever going to watch it. It's it's a personal bet for me, all right? It's a personal bet, but it's just not coming soon. It's I mean, not happening. Episode up, 11 Josh. was fairly interesting. We had our second commander show up, Haikul, fight off, show how he's a bigger, better person than our entire crew and more or less wipe the floor with them. Of course, he's chivalrous though and won't attack our female character because she's a female. Because why the fuck would I attack a woman, apparently? Uh, yeah, he just goes to Wreck Town and... <laughs> this shit. Wait, he goes to what town? He goes to Wreck Town on them. Oh, Wreck Town. Okay. That's <laughs> not what hear? I heard. Yeah, what, did, what did you hear? <laughs> there was not that. I was like, what is happening in this anime? He's going to that count on him. <laughs> but yeah, no, he just shows he's so much stronger and bef- die and Pop had to run away. He captures the female. Of course, Pop had to run away. Well, P- Pop was actually forced to run away this time, funny enough. Because right before die gets killed, lo and behold, fucking our commander from the previous shows up and it's like, I got this. Go. What? <laughs> I want you to know that the only context of this show that is consistent that I always see on Twitter and other, like, YouTube and stuff is how much everyone fucking hates Pop. Pop wasn't written very well. Yeah, I, that is the most common thing that I see is that, God, Pop sucks. Fuck Pop. <laughs> I mean, Pop was okay in this episode. He actually did some stuff. He didn't. He actually didn't run away. He was actually forced to run away by Crocodile. Okay. Well, it's good to know. You know that Pop wasn't a complete bitch. It <laughs> <laughs> sounded so sour about he, he's, that. He's still the, the guy who you knew at school who'd just be like, yeah, we'll fucking fight you. Yeah. Hey, buddy, go get him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I've, got, no, I've got a general idea of, who, of what you're talking about now. 
All right. Um, you guys want to hop over to uh, our mangas here, do our quick ratings, fire from the hip, you know? Sure. Might as well. Yeah, all right. Why kick, not? Kick things off with My Hero Academia 294. I seven. Give, I give it an eight. Wow, seven flow. I give it an eight. All right. What about One Piece 998? Six. I give it a seven. I mean, it wasn't that good. Uh, what about Black Clover 275? Josh, I'm, lo- I'm loving your little comments in here. <laughs> uh, I give uh, I give Black Clover 275 a nine. Really? I uh, that's a little high. I uh, the the chap the the person is it that, because of the full nude shot? Is that why? No. You I sure? Did, I'm positive. Because <laughs> I feel like that's the only reason to give it a nine. <laughs> no, yeah. dude, no, 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 no. First off, I do love the character, and the character is re- the reason why I'm giving it a nine. And also because of the badassness of this character in this chapter, and I love a good setup. You know this. I've said this a lot. I've literally bumped a chapter up by a point because of good setup. All right. First off, it was seven at best. You can't give it a nine because of one character and what that character does. That's not true. Because we don't even know the power scaling between that character and what that character is fighting. Hey, this is hey 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 hey. This is my personal rating. I can (laughs) give it whatever I want. Fuck you. We can give you shit about it. It's asinine to give it such a high score for the reasons you're giving it. When there was literally all these variables we don't know that go into like what made what happened happen hey the point is, it is because this character was strong or is it because shit, if we're going based on that i might as well give it a fucking eight because the cruel peacock captain did something hey okay hold on he opened your eyes hold <laughs> i'm i'm being very attacked right now <laughs> for something i enjoyed so fuck both of you first off and second off i just enjoyed the chapter i enjoyed the action and the badassness okay of our fire queen and then the setup at the end, because I'm I'm a sucker for a good setup. I'm a sucker for good hype setup. It's how I, it's who I am as a person. Okay, fuck off. So I'm giving it a nine. Fucking Kiss high five. High five, Josh. Our host doesn't know shit. I'm giving it a seven at best because it was a good chapter. I would get higher, but we've been what three chapters without Asta now, so I don't know where's he at. Okay, that that doesn't mean anything. I mean, it was a meme because we did that for Yuno for yeah, I know. Like six months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Yuno was in like a single panel. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care about Yuno, though. I want to see what Oz is doing. That's true. I'm very interested in what he's doing right now. Also, I want to give a shout out uh, when it comes to this chapter. I'm getting some bad vibes about our vice captain. Just going to go ahead and shout I that mean, out now. We'll, we'll, we can talk about it more in the future, but I'm giving some bad vibes. He literally dances with devils. I know. I know. I mean, he's got like five of them. I know. He even looks menacing. You're just now getting bad vibes from him? No, I've gotten bad vibes. I'm just now throwing it into the world that is this podcast. I mean, I honestly probably don't think he's a bad guy. You say you don't think he's a bad guy? uh, He's probably not. Okay, so you're saying he's not a bad guy, and you're sitting here giving me shit for just now getting bad vibes? Fuck you, Josh. No, I mean I'm getting bad. I get bad vibes from him, but I'm just like, you know, he's probably not. It's like, like a bad Ma- guy. it's like Michael Jackson bad vibes. Yeah. Moving on, Jujutsu Kaisen, everybody. Uh, I actually, that's actually, oh no, that's right. Yeah, it's that was just a um, yeah, little, no, it was little, just an EX bullshit yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Then I would on that one. 
I didn't even fully read it. I did. I didn't even read it. I saw it was an. It yet. was four pages. Didn't read it. I mean, I went through. I looked at one and went, Nah, I'm not. I don't care. <laughs> it was four pages, you guys. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it's not something to really review, and I was just memeing with my ten out of ten. But Jesus, four pages. Come on. <laughs> Shut up, man. What about Mashal Forty Three? Six. I give it a seven. Uh. Here's one that I'm kind of curious on you guys' ratings on, uh, and we can we can do a, a spoiler cast for this at some point in the future if we want to. Um, Chainsaw Man, the finale, chapter 97. What do you guys give this one? I mean, I don't know. Like, get seven because, like, it ended and we know what happened, but there's more, so. I mean, yeah, I, like I, I guess seven would be good because apparently this was all just one big old arc. Yeah. I give it a seven as well. Um, what about Dr. Stone 178? I don't read that. Which is surprising because how big of a fan you are. I like the anime, man. That's that's the, right way, that's the right way to go. I know the beginning, and then I know the current. <laughs> Anything in between is blank. This is a six for me. <laughs> Another boring chapter. I'll agree with six because, yeah, I don't really remember a whole lot. I remember some stuff happening, but not a whole lot. Uh, oh fam- right, they had to designate everyone's by weight on what motorcycle yes. they'd ride. Yep, and then, then they're gonna set up the fucking whatever they're doing with the wires, whatever. Fucking, it's stupid. All right, Yozakura. Uh, Yozakura sixty three. Give it a seven. Uh, Phantom Seer sixteen. I give it an eight. I'll agree with eight. Fucked up chapter. Loved it. The diddler. Uh, Sakamoto four. <laughs> fucking nine. <laughs> uh, My Hero Vigilantes 91, 6, uh, Deranged Detective, Chapter 8. I give it a 6 personally. Uh, 7. Uh, Eden Zero, 123. Give that one an 8. Um, solo Leveling, 131. 6. I give it a 7. Uh, Unordinary, 212. 7. I give that one a 7 as well. El Seed, 89. That did come out, correct? Yes, okay. it did. I would give that a 7. Okay. All right, well, that's it for our chapters. Fast Yo, did we, we get Kaiju? Uh, that was the, uh, this was Yeah, the, it was color pages this yeah, week. Yeah, it was color pages this week. I mean, oh, they were great color pages. Was I that behind on everything? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, if that's really the case, you, if that's the case, you missed a really great chapter last week. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm caught up on everything now. I, I just you. didn't realize it was color pages. Yeah, yep. it was color pages that. this week. I've been in kind of a slump. Like I mean, as far as reading the anime time, and watching, I read the side story that came out for Promised Neverland. I didn't actually check that out because I'm not. I haven't checked out any Promised Neverland stuff in the past. Oh, I was just curious what it is because I knew Promised Neverland oh. had ended. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was like color pages, but no, it was actually a side story for the characters to just get more context of the main story. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Promised Neverland, something I never checked out. It's something I've been kind of curious about. Uh, never have. But I did see the side story come out. Um, all right. Well, that brings us over to talk about our top five favorite arcs in anime, manga, webtoon, anything of the sort. Uh, I will also say, when it comes to this, uh, short stories, they will just be considered as an arc. Uh, I'll also say that the story that's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of, it's really tough to gauge, but let's say if it's under like 100 chapters or so, and it's all kind of like one story, really, and doesn't really have arcs, we'll consider that as one. If you don't like it, fight me. I don't care. It's my show. Fuck you. Thank you for listening. Um, so, Josh, uh, how about you kick us off, man? What are what are your top five favorite arcs? Do you have any honorable mentions? Run it through us, man, and talk about it. Well, 
you know, we debated on this for a long time, or I did at least. Um, I'm going to have to say Trigun is is up there just because, you know, it's not very long, so it doesn't technically have art. Yeah, it would but be if you wanted to break long. it up, if you wanted to break it up into art, you could have like the first half of the series, and then when the magazine shut down and another magazine picked it up, and the second half of the series, which is Trigun Maximum, yeah, would be two separate arcs. Mm-hmm. So I've at least read the first the original Trigun series, the first half of it, mm. which is basically the anime. So, I mean, I really like it. It's like one of my top five animes of all time. So I would have to give that one up there as for or any reason why, like there's none that I can think of. I just really enjoy it. Oh, yeah, they, and that's pretty that's much enough. a lot of my, a lot of my reasonings for enjoying like anime art. Right. Um, another one would have to be, you know, it, it, I'll just shout it out. But uh, the current My Hero art, is actually really good. I'm excited for it to be animated. Oh, true. I'm um, so pumped for this arc to be animated, man. Yeah, it's really good. Um, 2022, second pandemic hits, all studios shut down. No. <laughs> Don't do that to us. No. Um, I think another one's going to have to be um, Hunter Hunter, the Chimera Ant arc. Now, keep in mind, it's been a long time since I've read Hunter Hunter. Um, but that arc always just like sticks out to me just because it's got some like badass fights in it. Um, I just want your thoughts real quick, Josh, because I remember that arc. That's a really good arc. How did you, uh, did you ever watch the original animation or is this the newer animation you watch? Or is this also the manga? I just, I read the, I just read the manga. Okay. I haven't watched either anime yet. Okay. Then it, so, then you may huh? not, because I never read the manga. Did the manga ever have the arc where they go to the fucking, Video game world? Yeah, that's Great Island. Is it? Okay. Yeah, that's like a, a, a real arc. Okay, I wasn't sure because I only ever watched the anime. Yeah, no, Great Island's real. Okay. It's like uh, York New City, or there's the uh, the Hunter, like where they get their Hunter license. Yeah. And there's like York New City, the Phantom mm-hmm. Troop arc, um, Great Island, uh, Chimera Ant. That's the only ones I can think of right now. Okay, carry on. Yeah. Now, yeah, but the Chimera Ant art, it has just, like, a ton of cool, like, fighting and stuff, and it's just, it's, it's really good. I, I haven't watched it, and it's been a while since I read it, so I'd have to go, like, go back to get any, like, details or anything on it. Um, after that, same uh, same creator, but Yu Yu Hakusho's uh, Dark Tournament. Probably, oh, like, good shit. One of my favorite arcs of all time. Good if shit. I'm gonna go back and watch something, like I'll go back and watch the art tournament any day, just because it's so fucking good. Oh, it is beginning to end, man. Fucking amazing. Yeah, I just like going watching and, the knife edge death fight match. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all good, and for like any reason why, I have no idea. I just super enjoy it. Um, but I think the one that I have the most like that I enjoy just because like of any reason would be um one piece. It's the uh, Marine Fruit arc. The Summit War, the Battle of the Best, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But just because it has uh, so many like implications on the story, because it, like it's at that point you realize like this world's a lot bigger place and there's a lot shorter people, people and like you know it's the first time in the series someone actually legit dies. Um, so it's just like a big turning point for like Lucius, the main character, like 
not being able to save someone for the first time and getting like really beat in the process so much that he has a, a scar on his stomach or his chest. Um, and it just kind of like shows what's coming next. Like everything up until this point was kind of nothing. And it's kind of true watching or reading it from that point on because then you get stuff like, you know, Dressarosa with Don Flamingo or Whole Cake Island and Big Mom and what we're in right now with Kaido where it's just way more than anything that they would have faced before Marineford. And it like even had the impact of like having them basically power up, train or whatever right. um, to get stronger to take on that stuff. And that's probably why I'll put that at like number one. And it's not even my favorite one piece arc to be honest. But just because of like the implications it has for the series as a whole is why I would put it up there. Now, if you're gonna ask me my favorite one piece arc, it's Thriller Bark because it's uh, yes, <laughs> just a big spooky meme. I love it. It is a big spooky meme. It is a big spooky meme. Yeah, that's for sure. Gets introduced to uh, to Brooke, which yep. is always cool. Um, yeah. The obviously the, this is a moment that you know any One Piece reader or watcher you know really you know, loves is the, the Zorro moment at the end of this arc. Um, yeah. 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 Which that's I mean, there's also the, uh, the docking comment, which is hilarious. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the docking comment was hilarious. I, I laughed my or ass off when I was reading through there. Luffy trying to put the zombies back in their grave. <laughs> yeah. It always makes me laugh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that'd be mine. I think I did what six. Yeah, I think so. Well, I gave shout yeah, out five and an honorable hero, mention. So yeah, yeah, five. Do you have any other honorable mentions? No, that's it. Okay, uh, Zach, man, you're up. Let's hear it. I'm, I'm very curious to see what you're gonna throw at me. It's probably gonna be a bunch of shit I've never seen or watched before. Again, I'm not as obscure as I thought I would be because I did sort of want to be able to go into a, a little bit of death on my list. So these are five of probably my most enjoyable arcs or whatnot but definitely probably not my top five. If I wasn't to do a top five, honestly, I'd have to do some backlogging. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but no, my number five is going to be a series I always fucking love uh, called Bento. Do you have any idea what that is? Nope. Do you have any idea what that is, Josh? That's like lunch. Like a bento box is like lunch, right? <laughs> okay, that's a good start. Because this series, <laughs> it's a 12-episode series that got animated, and it's literally about high schoolers who... At, at night, they go to supermarkets, and at a certain time, supermarkets put their bentos at half price. They then proceed to have a street fight in the market to claim one of these bentos and a battle royale style with all the other hungry teenagers in that supermarket. That's something I would only expect from you on this. It is such a fuck great. It's just a, I, I just overly enjoy just because the absolute ridiculousness of it. Because... Let me guess, John likes this too, doesn't he? Oh, John fucking hates me for this series. <laughs> he just watched it. He fucking hates me for this because I introduced it to him. Because um, literally, it's like a Street Fighter game, pretty much, because there's certain bentos. The person who, the manager, market manager, whoever, is in on it because they put little half price seals, and then on certain seals, they'll mark it with their specific mark because... Each of these markets has their different own um, crap. I can't think of what they're called at the moment, um, but they're different managers who put their own little mark on their favorite bentos. And if you, and that makes it an honor seal. And if you get the honor seal, you're the winner of the night. 
Doesn't matter if anyone else got bentos. You're the winner of the night because you got the honor seal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And they, they, again, it's a 12-episode series, so there's a whole West City versus East City. There's even a swimsuit episode where they go to a pool and fight it out for these bentos that have been put in balls and are put on the pool to float around and people are having to fight in water. Our main, the best fighters have nom de grads or nicknames. Our main hero, he ends up getting the nickname of Hetai because on a major fight, he shows up dressed up in a schoolgirl's outfit where the skirt was too short for him, so his underwear showing, but he still fought. He still got that bento. He still whooped ass. Jesus fucking God. <laughs> this is only something Wait. I would expect from you. Yeah, so are they like fighting because they want them, or like they just fighting because of, like these they're fighting because they want? They're not going to eat them. No, they're, they're not going to eat them. Though. No, they eat them. It's a whole thing of honor and stuff because there's even a whole episode of these what are called hounds, people who just don't want the honor of being able to actually work for it. They find ways to get the bento without having to really fight for it, and that's not honorable amongst the fighters. So they're sort of looked down upon. So like if someone already got them, how they end up in the pool? Like, someone already got them, so they technically won, and they're just fighting for... Well, how it is, right? it's an honor system where they can't start fighting until everything's set up. So, like, on the pull episode, they literally had beforehand uh, put all the extra bentos that hadn't sold during the day in these special uh, flotation devices, and then whoever, their little manager person, put every single one and let them float and stood there for a moment, and they can't start fighting until that manager person is out of sight. So, like, the managers and stuff are in on it. Yeah, no. Yeah, you they, said that. Yeah, no, they are completely in on And, like, in several of them, several of the managers are actually people who used to be fighters just a couple years ago. Because <laughs> I said, these are high school students who are doing this. Oh, my God. That sounds... <laughs> I lost brain cells. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you also lost a lot this year reading in Gravity Boys, too, so... Yeah. I guess 2020 yeah, has been dude. the year of uh, brain cells being lost for you, Josh. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, th- that that's one of my. Fr- I always fucking go back to this series every once in a while just because of the ridiculous nuts that is of it. So, what you got for number four? Number four is actually a more recent one, Weak Hero. Okay. I don't know if you've gotten into it, but Wolf Kim, the purple haired guy. No. Okay. I'm still very early. Okay. But I have I have been reading it a bit. Well, I'm not gonna go super deep into it just because it still is technically fairly new, and I don't know. Maybe we'll get animated one day, but. Wolf Kim specifically in Weak Hero for me is a real changing point for our hero, uh, White Mama and everything, because this is sort of, and even for Big Ben, because up to this point at this time, Big Ben still doesn't really want anything to do with the fighting. And uh, White Mama, whose name I can't think of off the top of my head, he's fighting, but he's not actively doing it. He just says people come and confront him, he deals with it. This is the first one that sort of changes the mentality when the fight happens, as well as it also introduces us to uh, White Mamba's backstory of why he became the way he is and how he deals with bullies the way he does. And sort of also really awakens his uh, thirst for the fight. Because after the Wolf Kim arc and everything, there's a whole moment where he's sitting in class and he's just like... uh, He notices the looks of people and he's just like... And instead of being afraid of one, he's just like, or going, I hope they don't do anything. He's just like, why don't they come over here? So there's a change in White Mamba at this point in this series. So there's a whole change of look. 
and his backstory and being able to come over things. So it's just a real good changing part for both our hero, White Mamba, the main part, and then Big Ben has a good change in it as well, becoming more active and everything. So there's quite a bit of character development in it. I respect that. Uh, my third one's going to be from Omniscient Reader. but That is one that's on my list to read. This part isn't actually in the uh, webtoon at this moment, because I've told you, I've read the web novel of it. Mm-hmm. This is actually a story that happens far later, which we probably won't see in the webtoon, probably until maybe some around this time next year. Okay. And it's and because of that, I'm not going to go too deep in this one, but uh, Dokuja, our main hero, he's gone through all these trials and everything. Shit's happened. He's built up power, allies, and everything. And in this specific part is, I can't remember what the actual, but I reference it as the alternate world, alternative mm-hmm. world, because through the system and everything of this world, he's able to actually traverse and go to a different timeline from the world they're in. Because the whole thing with this backstory is it's actually a novel he was reading for like 18 plus years that suddenly come to life. Mm-hmm. And he has all this knowledge of what things are supposed to happen because he's read this entire novel, which was like 3,000 chapters. And uh, one of the main char- other main characters is called a returner, and the whole thing is when he dies, he resets, goes into a different timeline. So there is alternate timelines in this whole universe. And in this one, uh, Dokujas has gone to an alternate timeline, separate from everything that he's done, and it's a very big sort of eye-opener of this is the other way things could have gone versus how what he did with all the characters. Seeing all these characters he's interacted in different means, seeing who in this world where he wasn't around, who ended up becoming on top, who has was a very similar situation of him and uh, was also aware of this story before this world became like it is and used that information in a much different way or another way that he could have done it. And just a good contrast of what could have been in this timeline versus what actually he has done. And even seeing the character who's this returner, how different he is this way versus the one he knows. So it's a very good eye-opener story and everything to me. Of just, this is how shit could have gone and should probably be acceptable that you've done it the way you've done it. (laughs) My second one, my second is going to be Code Geass, The Loose of the Rebellion. Okay. Funny enough, so we talked about that last week. Yep. And I was looking through my anime and stuff. And I, the most recent uh, Code Geass series that came out, I actually own it. Oh. I didn't realize I owned it. That that sounds about right for you. You just buy stuff, it just builds up, and you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't know I had this. Yeah, no, it's called Code Geass, uh, Res- uh Resurrection. But no, the one I'm res- is the second season, because this, at the time when it was just really, like, what... Because, as you've said, you haven't seen anything in Code Geass, right? Mm-mm. So, at this point in Code Geass, the second season is, he's already had his first run as, uh, I can't remember, I think it's, v- no, it's not V, uh, as his masked uh, vigilante rebellion, trying to rebel against the Empire. Mm-hmm. He's already had his first run. In the second season, more or less, his, it's pretty much his second run, but instead of sticking strictly in Japan, it actually involves... Uh, the rest of the world and everything, and just him trying to alter the dynamics and politics of this world that's more or less being controlled by the Empire and the few other big nations that are there, and just really makes you see him as he's planning on conquering the world and changing everything and flipping it up on his head, 
with all the wars and stuff involving other countries, getting engaged to the princess of the Chinese empire, yada, 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 recruiting certain people who were enemies or now allies. It's just a whole flipped head and just and showing that this whole world is involved in this conflict that and everything that's going on that he started. And just the main thing is the end. And for anyone who still hasn't seen or doesn't care, spoiler, because the series has been out for God who knows how long the second season. Do you care, Alex? Because I know you. No, no, you know I don't give a shit. Okay, just want to make sure. So at the end of it, Lelouch has actually conquered the entire world. And he's revealed his face. He's gotten rid of the mask and everything. And um, he's parading all the captured people in a parade through the town. And while he's doing it, somebody shows up wearing his mask and his outfit. It's actually his best friend who sided with him at the end and was helping him, has donned that mask and kills Lelouch at the end. This man who has conquered everything and whatnot, his mask still shows up as a figure of rebellion and outright kills him, the most hated figure in the world, and more or less brings in a time of peace. Because, like, it's just a, what? Because <laughs> he's done all this to conquer the world. He's conquered it, and then he offs himself. His own plan is to off himself, making himself this biggest villain in the world and showing how bad things can be to give the world peace. And it's just a whole eye owner is like, what? <laughs> and it's such a great moment in the series when it happens because you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. I always fucking love that. And I actually watch just specifically that end scene every now and again. I I respect that. I've got different uh, scenes in anime that I'll just like, like I kind of want to watch that. And I'll just pull it up on YouTube real quick. I respect mm-hmm. it. And my number one... Uh, it's actually One Piece because I was a One Piece watcher for such a long time. That that this actually catches me off guard because like right before when I was younger was like the only things I really watched were Bleach, One Piece, Naruto. Then my other Yu Hawk show, our general stuff that yeah, we get yeah, yeah, and whatnot. And like I got really attached to actually the end's lobby arc. Okay, which now because this was really one of the first arcs where I really got attached or story-wise and everything, just the mm-hmm. whole character thing of Luffy and his crew, Robin's whole backstory and everything, just because we know Luffy and his crew just does whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, yeah. And everything. But this is a, the arc where he's just like, yeah, no, I really don't give a fuck. Soga King, burn that shit. That's still one of my favorite moments in One Piece. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> such a great moment of just... because. As Josh mentioned earlier with the Marine Ford, that's it really opens up just showing the world is how wide it is. The ends yeah. lobby to me it just shows exactly how much Luffy will fight anybody, regardless who the fuck they are, if it's for the people he cares about and everything. Because he even got Frankie, who at that time is not even part of the crew yet. So Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Fighting the Speedo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his Speedo. <laughs> it, it just Frankie's character, that whole thing of just... And it, starting from Water 7 where he's against him just to, I fucking love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I love that arc as well. So I respect it. just caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I fucking yeah. lo- love Vince Lobby just because I, it was that moment when I saw that and I was like, this is the fucking crew that he's going to def- wreck, destroy everything with. He's ga- He keeps gathering people, but this is the crew. Yeah. And everything. And just another plus was um, CP9. It's sort of a jump of head, but seeing that they're 
somehow become CP0. Which it doesn't actually show that, but just show it. I always like One Piece also for just the call-outs, even though Kuro hasn't been seen in years. Even though he gets one shot whenever the all the wanted bounties come out for everyone, it shows Kuro briefly in the shadows, expecting, and you think that he might show back up at some point. Yeah. Technically, CP9 has shown back up. They've been they've been like the movie villain, right? At CP0. Okay, I was about to say a CP9. I thought yeah, because they became Cipher Pole Zero. Yeah, at CP0, they were the bad guys, and I want to say they. I haven't seen Stampede or Gold, but I think they're the bad guys in both of them. I know that Rob Bucci's in both of them. I would have to say Stampede because. Oh, no, I actually haven't seen Gold, so never mind. I'm thinking of uh, yeah. Strong World. Yeah. Strong World is... Uh, that's the last one before... the Golden Lion. Yeah, that's the last one before uh, the two-year skip. Yeah. I need, to get a hold uh, of, I need to get a hold of Gold, because I have Zero, which Zero was okay, but Gold I really need yeah. to go watch. Yeah. I I can't find uh, Gold or Stampede anywhere. I went to Best Buy the other day. The only place that sold anime anymore. Rip. That's not Naruto. Rip. DBZ. Yeah, I haven't actually seen DBZ in a long time. It's mainly Naruto and My Hero right now. It's like you go look at anime and like Walmart or Target or somewhere. Hastings. I miss don't Hastings, we? Man. No. We all do. For those of you who don't live in Arkansas and or Texas. I think also Oklahoma. Um, uh, yes, and, Okla- and, o- and Oklahoma. Those are the uh, three states that things look big in uh hastings is a video was a video rental store that sold anime and video games and pretty much they hit every music. single hobby just because they felt that yep. they could yeah i mean yeah they, they had a big part of the store that was all books you had uh you know music board games you can get like statues you know card games you know anime video games movies i mean it's it had everything that was hobby based yeah uh, it was like yeah it was like the walmart of hobbies yeah uh, shout out to Hastings as well. I want you to know that, um, so I cover the Mountain Home stores, right? And every single mm-hmm. time I go up there to Mountain Home, they actually still have the Hastings building that has not been turned into anything else yet. So I'll just like drive by and I'll just see Hastings. I'll see that the, the sign, the big ass sign on the building for Hastings. They've yet to do anything with it. And every single time I do, I'm just like, Damn, that's kind of sad. That, make, that really bumps me out. I wish they'd fucking get rid of that shit already so I don't have to fucking yeah. look at it. <laughs> it's just like, instead of burying a dead body, they just leave it out on the street for everyone to look yes. at every day. Yes, yes. Uh, but it, it's depressing. Isn't the one in Conway still technically open? I have no clue. No. I don't go to Conway. No. Oh, they finally closed. I know uh, it had been open for a while after everyone, yeah, all the other ones they, that I was uh, they remained, bought it. They remained open for a while and basically remained as Hastings for a while. And then, to my knowledge, they moved to Texas, and now it is a Barton's Home Improvement Store. Oh, boy. What, in Texas? No, in Conway. The Conway oh. Hastings, yeah. It, it basically yeah. was still Hastings after Hastings closed. It just was owned by different people under a different name. But it, if you walked in, you're like, oh, wow, this is Hastings. Oh, tear. Uh, but now the, I think they sh- they shut down and they moved the, whatever their name of their place was to, to Texas. So now it's owned yeah. by a Barton's Home Improvement, that building. Because someone had bought that building. Mm-hmm. Or someone had bought it before when Hastings was going out of business and liquidating all the stuff, someone was like, yep. hey, we'll buy that. 
Hey, I, really I did cool. go to um, the Benton Game Exchange not too long ago. Just a quick little stop by, and they've really pimped out like all their uh, anime manga stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, like they they actually sell manga volumes now. They have like an entire shelf full of manga volumes you can buy. Yeah, as well as like Man. other statues and stuff Did like. They that. ever expand the store itself? No, it's still the same no. size. God damn it! I'm gonna break your I'm gonna break your heart for a second, but Game Exchange has been doing that for a couple months now. Well, see, I just went in like, there like here recently. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't been in since. I think last year, but even last year, the ones up here in Little Rock have been putting in like anime or manga shelves and stuff. So it's been a thing for a while. Gotcha. But I mean, Game Exchange still sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to make it out to be great. I'm just saying that was kind of yeah. cool. Uh, I mean, you can always go to uh, um, Barnes and Nobles for manga. You got that going for it. But for anime, yeah, it's just pretty much Best Buy these days. Walmart has their small select few. Do you mean Walmart has their Naruto and yeah, My Hero Academia? Yeah, Naruto and My Hero, and then like maybe the latest volume of Dragon Ball Super, and that's about it. <laughs> no, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super's done, mate. Uh, so well, they're not like what, they're not doing DVDs stores? no more. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's COVID I mean, I season, it's so a... I just go online. Yeah. Yeah. All I right. mean, that's much of a hassle because I want it now. So <laughs> it's my anime, and I need it on. now. I mean, go to an yeah. anime streaming site. Man, I have them all. Well, I don't have them all. I have Crunchyroll and then my free uh, animation. But they don't have the ones I want to watch. Neither of them do. Well, I guess I'll jump into my uh, <laughs> top five favorite arcs now. Nerd. <laughs> Just got to segue over from there. Uh, I, I do have some honorable mentions that I'll shout out um, once I get up to number two here. So coming at oh number, my God. Coming at number, number five. Two? Coming at number five. Uh, I didn't really know how to label this. Zach, maybe you can help me. As I couldn't find like what chapter it was or volume i think i think maybe like volume six and seven i don't know so i just dubbed it the werewolf conflict arc of noblesse would that be the best way to put it uh, i don't understand what you're meaning yeah like and probably anyone else who's yeah read anyone else that's, that's read that's read noblesse knows what i'm referring to and the range that i'm referring to where all of the the werewolf um you know fighting is going to begin we have a major loss of a character in this arc it's real this is like this is like some uh some uh, muddy waters here for me to to go through i don't know how much i can talk about because i'm expecting a season two of noblesse but i don't know if we'd get like a season three or a four which the what the you know, werewolf conflict stuff would be probably season three if i because the next one would be the clan leaders yeah. so this is why it's kind of it's kind of sketchy of what I can and can't say, but we do have a major death in uh, in this arc, which was absolutely devastating, and it was great reveal for the other characters involved to find out how he died. You know, find out that he, you know that he's dead, uh, which was involving like a little training session mm-hmm. between a couple characters. That was a great scene. This arc, Josh can attest. You know, back me up on this because I've told him personally. This arc has literally some of the best fucking fights that I have ever read in a series. They are so well done. Uh, you get to see backstory on Rai and Mizuka, who was the former werewolf lord. Maduk is a great antagonist for this arc. This is the inclusion of the bloodstone here. You also get the introduction to Rai's brother. Um, there's, a, there's just a, a lot of stuff about this arc that I love. Uh, the fighting itself is 
the reason why I had to end up putting in the top five because I, I'm dead serious. This has some of the best fucking fights across the whole board between all the different members, like the higher-ups of like the werewolves who are like, keep in mind these werewolves, they're all like enhanced um, with extra... Um, I, I, for, I forgot the uh, the terminology that was in the series, uh, but you know, enhanced werewolves basically, and then you still have two werewolves who have basically refused to become enhanced, and they just want to try to grow with their own strength. Mizuka, being the former lord, being one of those guys where it's just like, ah, nah, fuck that. I, I, you know, we we can get stronger on our own. We don't have to get enhancements from the union, which is basically where the entire werewolf clan went. Uh, this arc also features, you know, all of the clan leaders um, uh, from Ludonia te- teaming up with, you know, like Mizuka and the couple of werewolves that you know, aren't necessarily bad guys. You get a lot of you know, great action from M21 who in the anime, we've already seen it, how he, you know, how he can basically become a werewolf. It is a lot more explored in this arc as well uh, with him and another character. Overall, I love this arc. It's my favorite Noblesse arc. One of my favorite arcs of all time, easily. Uh, Number four, uh, the, I do know the, I do know the correct title of this arc uh, and it is the Ragnarok arc or known as chapter five of God of High School. Um, absolutely love this arc from beginning to end. This uh, has some of the coolest fucking moments to me in a series when you have, uh, the loss of a couple of key characters and then the, you know, the entrance of our pro tag, Mori Jin was an absolutely phenomenal entrance. Uh, how he basically just comes in, creates thousands of fucking clones and just tells everyone, oh, I'll, I'll take it from here, guys. Takes a note from Naruto there basically um and then you know basically has his little speech how he's going to have a more or less a funeral for the loss of this character that we just had uh with the funeral being all the enemy's dead bodies are going to be on the fucking ground that's going to be the fucking funeral i mean it was absolutely badass um you know the power-ups that you know occur throughout this arc as well with our our main characters some serious loss that one of our main characters had to face um, to and try to overcome, which doesn't actually fully get explored how they overcome these losses until literally just recently, right? Which is to me, I I, I enjoy. It's like one of those things like, oh wow, it really took a while, but there was a lot, so much stuff going on in the world of this series that it you know it makes sense that it took as long as it did to fully explore and get full conclusion on, which I personally really enjoyed. Um, the only thing I didn't really care about this arc, but I still liked it to a point. And it's like, even though I didn't care about this one particular uh, point, everything else that happened up until this moment is enough for me to still call it one of my favorite arcs. I don't really care for how the fight uh, between Morigen and uh, Satan ended. Because I felt like it was just like a whose dick is bigger contest. Where it's like, oh, well, you're going to do this much amplified. Well, I'm going to do this much. And they just kept like turning it up, turning it up, which I get it. You know they're fucking they're they're fucking gods. I, mean, I, I get feel it. like he was memeing on Dragon Ball Z then. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but that was the only thing that I really didn't care for for this arc. And then uh, of course, I mean, how can I talk about this arc and not talk about the conclusion? The conclusion. You know, it's like one of those things. Like it happens, and you're just like, okay, that makes sense. I can see that happening. But at the same time, when I was reading it, I was like, okay, well, this is out of left field here. I, I thought we were about to have a happy fucking ending. It's like Jesus Christ. It's like what the fuck just happened here. And then we get a fucking time skip 
and you know, Josh, I know me and you, we've talked about this with different mangas and animes, whatever, how me and you both just love like world changing events where yeah. everything about the series just really changes drastically. And what happens at the end of this arc yeah, it really kind of caught me out of left field. It sets you up for a big time skip with a lot of changes that's happened across the world that continues to get explored. You know, um, I know the, the God of High School and Noblesse animes, they have not been well received, but I really do hope and pray that they can maybe improve and we can get these two arcs animated. Because these two would not be until like, I mean, the Ragnarok stuff, maybe season three, probably it'd be a season four, just depending on how many episodes they did. Uh, the Noblesse stuff would be season three for sure. Because season two would all be about the clan leaders, no doubt. Yeah. It's one of those, I, I know that neither of them were received really well with the anime, but I really hope that we can get past season two so we can get possibly the werewolf conflict and the Ragnarok stuff. Because it's, it's phenomenal. It's fucking incredible. I absolutely love it. Uh, number three for me, this is one of those ones where I said earlier, it's like, if you want to argue about it, if it should be considered, because it does kind of have arcs, but it's also just one story. Fucking fight me. It's my show. Piss off. Uh, number three for me is going to be Full Metal Alchemist. I have always said that Full Metal Alchemist is one of the best overall stories that I've ever read or watched. Alchemist or Brotherhood? Brotherhood. So okay. the act, the manga is what I'm referencing. Although I am actually a defender of the O3 show. I actually do like it. It's not as good as Brotherhood. It's not as good as the manga story. But I actually do like the, uh, the O3 story. I do. And Conquer of Shambhala is one of my favorite anime movies ever. I, I really do. I really do enjoy it. But I'm talking about the, the actual manga. So what Brotherhood is. Um, it, it is to me one of the overall like best stories from beginning to end that I've ever watched. Uh, I have not read the manga. Josh, I believe you have. Um, I have not. Okay, I thought you have. Um, I, you started it, didn't you? Yeah. No, that's what it was. I started it, but I, I didn't finish it. That's what it was. Okay. One of the things that I love in a series is I love a series like Full Metal Alchemist where you have this dark plot that is explored in, in the shadows throughout the entire story, where as the story progressed, you have like where they start to realize all these moments of bloodshed were all for one big setup to basically create this country was literally created for the sole purpose to create a philosopher's stone. Like that story of that, that sinister plot happening in the shadows throughout, you know, the entire history of, you know, this series, that kind of stuff. I love and I, I love it. I, I love that sinister background in the shadows type of stuff. And that's why I love full metal so much. Um, you know, everyone versus father is an absolutely great fight to me. Uh, you know, when Ed, you know, and father start duking out as well. Great fight to me. Uh, I think a lot of people, anyone that has checked out Full Metal Alchemist, can agree to me. Can agree with me on this as well. Uh, Roy, literally just demolishing Lust, is one of the best moments in in a series to me because of how much emotion and fury is behind that moment. Absolutely fantastic to watch. Um, it, it has some of the some of the most depressing things in a, in a series. I mean, I, I've got two friends that literally absolutely hate the Nina Tucker episodes. Absolutely fucking hate it. And, like, I always fuck with them about it, and I'll send them a meme about Nina Tucker. Uh, and th those are sad episodes. I will say the original, the O3 anime did it better, you know, because obviously anyone that watches the O3 anime and watches Brotherhood, they can very clearly tell with Brotherhood they were trying to quickly speed up with the content that was already covered in the O3 and then get on to the new stuff that never got covered. So the O3 anime, in my opinion, is the better place to go. 
if you want to watch like uh, the the ba- the backstory episodes where Ed and Al try to re- revive their mother, it's a lot darker in the O three. The Nina Tucker episodes is a lot darker in the O three, in my opinion, and it's just it, it's really depressing stuff to watch. And when it comes to these two characters, these two brothers, uh, watching them go through everything they go through from beginning to end of this story but like continue to have each other's back and continue to just like get up and keep moving. It's, it's kind of inspirational, you know, cause they go through a lot of shit. Um, you know, a full metal alchemist is one that I'm always going to hold very near and dear to my heart, even though it's as popular as can fucking be. I just sound super mainstream about it. I, I fuck. I absolutely love it, dude. It's a great fucking story. Um, number two, and this is one that I really cannot talk about because it is recent. And that is actually the uh, paranormal liberation war arc of my hero that we're currently in. Is that what the arc's called? That is what the arc is called. Yes. Uh, I can't really talk about it. Like, if you want my thoughts, uh, we did a spoiler cast of my hero. Uh, it doesn't cover everything that's happened, but it's covered a general a general concept of what's happened. Um, honestly, what did it for me that made this my one of my favorite arcs was the big reveal of a character we had a few chapters ago. You know that we talked about whatever. That is what did it for me because, like, like I told you in that episode, which I think was actually the intro for that episode. Of all the things that could have happened in that arc, that was one thing that never even fucking crossed my mind. Like, oh, yeah, I can see this character coming in. You know, we've had another return of a great character. We've had some incredible moments with um, with Bakugo. We've had incredible moments with Deku. We've had incredible moments with Eraserhead. Uh, I mean, this arc is absolutely insane. The, you know, I'm telling you, anime watchers are not fucking ready for I, this I shit. I do want to take one note because we are talking about my... I, I don't can't remember if it was this chapter that just came out of the previous one. Just the opening panels of just showing all the people. Yeah, that's yeah, that was this past chapter. And I just saw just the first one. I went, poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've uh, we've had a lot of losses in in this arc in terms of just a general general use of the word loss. Like we haven't had like any actual major like loss of like our main cast at the moment. Um, but I mean, like he talked about in the first page of this latest chapter, it just showed basically a a list of just characters that's gotten their fucking shit wrecked characters that like, you know, big name characters that it's just like, Oh God, man, sucks for them. Oh dude, it sucks for that for, Oh dude, it sucks for them too. Except for the first one. His was an obituary. Ah, yeah. Hit the fucking (laughs) (laughs) rip to him. I fucking love that. His picture was so much different than everyone else's. Yeah, it was. It was. No, I love this arc, dude. I cannot fucking wait for this arc to be animated. Just like what Josh said earlier when he, when he included this arc in in his favorites of all time, because it is really good. I'm telling anime watchers are not ready. Um, so I will give some uh, some special shout outs. I, I man, there I had a lot of arcs that just crossed the mind where, but there was also a lot of arcs where they crossed the mind and immediately got thrown out. Where it's like, nah, you're not going to be in contention. But oh, I, had, I had quite a few like that as well. Yeah, I did have uh, four that were pretty close in contention. Most notably, three. Uh, the one that would not really be as a close contention is the Pain Invasion arc of Naruto, uh, because it included one of the best entrances. And you know, in 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 a series, in my opinion, Naruto's entrance to the battlefield is fucking incredible. The fight itself is absolutely incredible. Um, we had the we had the meeting between Naruto and his father. Big deal. Um, and you know when you know in you know instead of calling it the pain invasion arc, let me let me backtrack. I'm just going to call it the pain arc, and I'm going to go ahead and include what happens in the Hidden Rain Village because to me, the Hidden Rain Village. I know after the Hidden Rain Village, we had I think the Itachi stuff with Sasuke. But I'm going to take the Hidden Rain, I'm going to take 
the pain invasion. I'm going to kind of shove it together because it's more or less one overarching story of pain. You know, everything that happens throughout the, the hidden village, the hidden rain village arc that helps set up the pain invasion arc helps add so much more to the emotion. Uh, the surprise factor of when you're reading or watching this for the first time and Naruto, and Naruto fucking yeets a Rasang Shuriken was fucking legit. Even the Toad Sagers was like, did he just fucking throw that? You know, it was, it was just great. We had, um, I'm not going to say, we didn't really have any losses in this. We had teased losses, you know, with like Kakashi, you know, who ultimately came back. Thanks to, thanks to Nagato. And it's just, I, I, I think a lot of people can agree. This is a great arc. The anime kind of botched it with the main fight. <laughs> you know, we got some pretty fucked up animation at times with Payne's face. Um, the one of my favorite moments in an anime that in this is like you mentioned where you go back and check out the ending of Code Geass, whatever. This one for me, this is a moment I love to go just to rewatch from time to time is the moment Naruto snaps whenever uh, Pain stabs Hinata. That moment of just like in the anime of where Naruto's eyes are just so wide and like it's like there's no real like kind of music to it or anything. And then all of a sudden you like his eyes just go completely like black and red and you just hear the heartbeat of when he's about to snap. I love that moment, dude. It's fucking incredible. But yeah, special shout out to that one, but it wasn't actually in contention for my top five. Now the three that were. Um, the series, the, the original, I know there's been two more that's come out, uh, one that's ongoing, but Akumi got kill. I'm a huge fan of Akumi got kill actually. Uh, because it fucking just rips at rips at my goddamn heart all the goddamn time. Manga version or anime version? Uh, I've seen, I've read and watched, but uh, and I've done both. Uh, so I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna count them as as the same. I know, okay. I know there's differences. I trust me, trust me. I know there's differences uh, with some of the fucking like, let's say the torture methods, for example, where the dude gets his fucking nuts crushed. Like I get the differences, but just just the series as a whole, man. I, I really enjoyed the anime. It prompted me to go read the manga. Uh, I, you know, the thing I love about it so much is. Um, I love how they just really just don't give a fuck. And they're like, you like this character? <laughs> Too fucking bad. I love that. I, Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I resonate with that. I resonate with that, man. I like that a lot. Um, another one that was in contention that may shock you, Zach, because I don't think you know how much of a fan I am of this series, but Future Diary is one that was in contention. Fucking really? I love Future Diary. That that was one of the shows that John gave me. Me and him, me and him, we had an agreement that I'd watch a couple shows and he'd watch a show of mine. Uh, that was of course, one. he gave you Future Diary. Did he also give you Mysterious Girlfriend X? Unfortunately, yeah, there it is. <laughs> fucking fortunately, fuck you, John. I fucking hated Mysterious Girlfriend X, but Future Diary was great. I loved Future Diary, man. Uh, there was a lot of things I loved about it. Um, the plot twist at the end that I personally did not see coming it really sticks out to me. Uh, the relationship that is built throughout this series is great. Great soundtrack, by the way, as well. But yeah, Future Diary is one that I actually that was pretty close, man. I'm I'm actually a big fan of Future Diary. Um, next up, the last shout out. Um, cannot really talk about this one because this anime that's coming out next year, this it's going to be a hit in my opinion. You have a big fandom of people that are going to become flooding over to this series. I and this is literally this is the best work by this creator and that is uh the bl gore arc from eden zero which is the arc that was just finished up recently with uh drock and joe being the main antagonist there was a lot of stuff about this arc that was absolutely incredible if i had to guess depending on when eden zero is coming out next year um this is probably coming out sometime in uh 2022 is my guess and uh, anime watchers are going to absolutely love this arc. This arc has some of the best fights in the series, hands down. Uh, it's got some moments. It, it, it has a very key moment in the arc where I read this and I'm just like, 
surely this is not real, right? Like this, there's no way this is real. I mean, it's Hero Mashima we're talking about. It was just ass shots everywhere, right? Well, first off, yes. <laughs> yeah, first off, yes. But no, there was a, a big key moment in the arc where it's like, there's no way this is real. There's no way this is real. And and of course, you know, it did get changed. But what we were experiencing for multiple chapters was real. Uh, you know, without going into details of what I'm referring to. If you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. But great arc. And lastly, my number one. Uh, this was actually a really tough between the Paranormal Liberation arc and this one. It was a real big toss-up. My number one is the uh, Simone fa- family arc from uh, Kaito Hitman Reborn. This was an arc that I I, I was kind of on the fence if I was going to replace it uh, with par- the Paranormal arc. And it, By the time this arc is done with My Hero, it could be my number one. But the one big takeaway that I had uh, for the Simone family arc and the Paranormal Liberation war arc is the war arc is something that... I see myself like rereading, maybe. You know, I'll, obviously, I'm definitely going to watch in the anime. But the Simone family arc is one that I have actually read, like beginning to end, like just that one particular arc. Probably we're in the double digits now that I've read just this one single fucking arc. Uh, one thing I've always been a sucker for in a series that makes me love this uh, arc so much is like when you have like a set of cast, uh, your cast of characters, right? Where, you know, you know, one has this power, one has this power, whatever, however you want to refer to it. Where you meet a group that are really like their true opposites. Like the true, like, you know, like what is going to be their true equals in a way, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, and that's that's what this arc brings up. Basically, like, who is the who is the shadow to some, you know, to, to Sonic in, in, is, is more or less what I'm referring to. And that's what the Simone family arc brings up, where you get to explore more on the past of the creation of the Von Gola family. You get the introduction to this other family who's basically lived in shadows for all these years with the the tenth family of this uh, of this particular family, and they're just like fucking just stewing on this past they believe to be true that further gets explored that it's all just been manipulated by Damon Spade, who is the first generation misguard. David Spade? Damon Spade. I know. Yeah, I, I know. Fuck you. Um, who, you know, Damon Spade, the first uh, generation mist guardian, as well as the second generation mist guardian, he basically stirred the pot this entire time to basically kind of get the Simone family in this impression that Von Gola Primo uh, Gato betrayed Simon Corzo. And um, obviously that's not how it played out. You get to see the true, con- you know, play out of this where, you know, Gato kind of suspected that Damon was going to betray him um, and, you know, set up precautions to save his his friend who within the uh, Simon family went off to live in secrecy in peace. But meanwhile, as it was passed down for generations, that it was all set up where the Von Gola basically destroyed this other family, which causes a big rift between our newfound friends of Suna and um, I, I'm, I literally just lost his name. Don't look at me. I literally just lost his name. But um, who would who who would be um, you know the opposite? Who would be the, the leader of the the tenth generation Simone family? I and cannot. Comes Skull's minion. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, you're right. In the last <laughs> arc, yeah, he does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he does. But you see, you know, they, they start to become friends because they're very similar. They're both like, like they're like, they're not weak, obviously once they go like hyper dying will mode and use their actual like powers and stuff. But like out of that, they're like both weak. They get picked on, you know, you know, um, Suna and him really relate to each other in that capacity. And you start to see, uh, Inma, Inma, 
All right, there we go. Inma, um, where you see Suna and Inma start to like build their friendship based on just like that common ground of they're both like, you know, weak and they just get fucked with all the time. And then it just, you know, just kind of just devolves where Inma just goes into like this spiral of darkness over time. Because once, uh, once the fighting actually starts, that's when we get a little bit of a surprise here. And, and I also want to point out throughout this whole process, uh, you know, Reborn, who is like, knows everything about the Von Gola. I mean, he's like the, the ninth boss is like right hand man. He trusts him with everything. Reborn doesn't even fucking know about this family. So this family is literally a full blown mystery. Like, no one knows about him. And once the fighting actually starts, then the, uh, then the Vendais get involved, which then brings in a whole new element, which the Vendais, uh, is basically like, in a way they're kind of like grim reapers, more or less. Uh, they basically overlook the, the law of the mafia world, where basically people who basically break that law of the mafia world, they bring bring them to the the Vendice prison, which is actually where uh, Mercuro is right now, mm-hmm. um, who is the you know our obviously our mist guardian, and just takes over Chrome's body whenever he's got to do shit. And um, the Vendice get involved when the fighting starts, and they basically say, "Yo, hold up! Uh, so we actually have an agreement here with the first bosses of the Simona and Vongola family that if you guys are gonna fight, we have to monitor it, and whoever loses, they're going to the prison," which was like. All right, so what's the story back here? And then, and then they also point, oh, and by the way, after each fight, we're going to slowly unlock the memories of the first bosses so you can actually see what happened. So then we just get, you know, each fight as we go. And, you know, one of my favorite fights um, in, in Hitman Reborn and really ever because of how much the ending of it had an impact for the character was the fight between the uh, the Glacier um, ring holder for the Simone family and Hibari. Hibari is probably my favorite character in Hitman Reborn. And this particular fight, the one thing I loved about it so much is Hibari, he's very anti-groups. He hates groups. He wants to fucking kill everyone by saying the words, I will bite you to death. He just, he, he wants, you know, this group, you know, he's the cloud guardian, yes, but it's not really by his choice, more or less. I mean, it is and it isn't. So he's, you know, he kind of helps out in his own way. You know, he's the aloof cloud after all. He kind of floats away and does his own thing. Uh, but the one thing that I love about the ending of this fight is whenever she asked him, you know, why do you side yourself with Suna? Because Suna is basically a weak little bitch. Why don't you go side yourself with someone stronger? And, uh, you know, Hibari basically said, the, he said the lines that um, uh, that it is the sky that allows the cloud to f- uh, flow about freely. And one day I will even bite the sky itself uh, apart, which was him for the first time in this whole entire fucking series, actually acknowledging his part in the Von Gola family. Which I which I I love and it really stood out to me. Not only did he acknowledge his part as the Cloud Guardian, he also acknowledged Suna's strength, which I thought was really dope too. Absolutely love this arc. It's such a fucking shame this arc never got fucking animated because it is literally the best work from Hitman Reborn. Yeah, we got left with in just the the future arc. Yeah, the future which arc, which is good too. And the awful filler that was the pacifier trials. Uh, wait, which one? The one with the babies or the one with the first family? The one with, well, no, because we, we didn't actually get the last two arcs. What We got animated instead of the... Oh, you're talking about the actual last arc. No. So the last arc in the series was the, I don't even know what it's, but I always called it the Pacifier Wars. <laughs> the last arc in the, uh, the last arc in the actual series, I believe, is something along those lines, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, no, because they to get the power up, yeah, they yeah. got to go back and do trials from each of the pacifier guardians okay so yeah you're talking about your yeah okay uh, the archibaldino arc yes yeah because i was gonna say the first the first family filler arc i thought was pretty good i enjoyed that 
Yeah, that was art. Okay, I was just, the trials thing was just sort of out of left field. And oh, anime. it was. Oh, it was like if you watch through the anime, dude, it was so out of left field. And it really doesn't add anything. No, it really doesn't. Other than just letting us see the other Arcabalano. Yep. But yeah, that's that's my top five though. So. I know I forgot to do it, but just a couple honorable mentions that I didn't add into my list would be Fate Stay Zero. I've heard that one's really good. Uh, Hack Sign. Zach loves that one. Original Hack Sign, not any others. Uh, Get Backers, specifically the second season with the tower. Never heard of that one. Yeah, Get Backers is sort of an obscure one. Very good, though. You you would actually probably like that one. And then, um, shit, what was it? Eh, I can't remember, so it wasn't that important. No, okay. <laughs> oh, Amagami. 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 It's a slice of life series and very good. Okay. Well, that w- that was fun. I enjoyed that. I enjoy doing c- some kind of like special content like this from time to time, you know, from the usual BS of the chapters and anime and, and news. It's nice to kind of spice it up a little bit, do something a little bit different. Um, but I think that's going to call it for the episode. I mean, we're over an hour and 20 now. Uh, so about kind of what I was expecting, which is why I wanted to shorten everything else and turn a blind eye to news this week. <laughs> um, you guys have anything you guys want to say uh, before we wrap up the show here? I didn't realize Goblin Slayer got a movie. It did? Yeah. Got Goblin Slayer, Goblin Crown. Hmm. I didn't know that. I, I've never checked out Goblin Slayer. I didn't know it got a movie, though. Yeah, it got a movie. Yeah. Eventually, we're going to get a second season, too, but don't know when that's going to happen. I got you. Well, uh, Josh, do you have anything to say to wrap up the show here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going back, so we were talking earlier about how uh, live-action anime like adaptations. Yeah. I was doing some research when I was after I, like, because I see you guys a link to the Cowboy uh, Bebop IMDb page so you guys okay. can see all the actors and stuff. But then I went to the Full Metal Alchemist live action Netflix thing. Apparently, it wasn't like made by anyone in like America or the West. It was like made in Japan. Oh, was so it's really? entirely Japanese, like, know you know, like the good Death Note movies. So it might not actually be bad. And then I was looking at like the dub and um, the dub actors for Edward and Al are back. So Vic, whatever his name is, is. Uh, oh, who did yeah. every male MC within nine within the nineties and early two thousands? Yeah. So he's a he's the, the the English voice of Ed, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, and it covers up until unfortunately fucking Chow Tucker. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought about giving it a watch and tossed all that and I was like, I don't really want to see a live action adaptation of the fucking Chow Tucker. Tucker bullshit. I kind of do. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys want to watch it, I mean, I mean, to kind of gauge like how good it it is compared to like the Western made stuff. It's like we were talking about the Japanese made stuff, like the the Death Note movies, not the Netflix Death Note movies, but the two Japanese ones are actually really good. So we'll see. Are you are you gonna check it out? I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it's Shout Tucker, so. Do it, Josh. Check it out. I don't know. Do it. I don't know about that, man. Do it. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'll pay you a dollar. Uh, Yeah. Oh, man. That dollar. So much. I'll let you try the classified G Fuel flavor. Uh, I'm good. Fuck you. Not worth it. Not worth it. 
could be. But anyway, that's that's all I had to add. I was just you know I was looking it up. I figured it would be it'd be something nice to uh to throw out there since we we're ragging on shit. Well, let me know if you end up watching it. I won't, but <laughs> like I, I if I watch it, I will let you know. But I will not watch it. We can watch it together. We can have a nice uh, cuddle session on the couch. He's never going to show up. Let's do that with Sonic. We still need to do that with Sonic. You're right. Yeah. yeah. We also need to watch like the Heroes, Heroes I, Rising, too. I got to wait till the second song movie comes out so we can watch them back to back. That's fair. All right, guys. <laughs> What's going to do it here from us? Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, hearing us talk about our top five favorite arcs. Um, make sure to let me know You know what some of your favorite arcs are. Um, anything that this is posted on where there's comments. There's a few. I don't know. Uh, but that's going to do it from us, guys. Until next time, have a good one. See ya. Bye. Later.